Good evening and welcome to my view from the rim. What day is it? It's the 6th of February. It's a Monday. Welcome. Thank you so much for listening. If you listen over on the rim, you'll find that there's a few subjects that I'm actually very passionate about over there. Uh, one of them's the border. Another one's abortion. Also very passionate about that the government in general should not be intruding into our lives. Now, you may think that that's contradictory, a libertarian supporting a strong border policy, um, or for that matter, abortion, but actually it's very simple on those two aspects. Uh, abortion is extremely simple. A life is a life. And even though Kamala Harris, the vice president, decided not to mention life as one of the inalienable rights, and I understand why she did. It was at a pro-abortion rally, and so, of course, she's not going to mention that. Nonetheless, life, the life of the individual is paramount, and an unborn baby is an individual, unique, yes, completely dependent upon the mother, but is a unique individual and needs protection. The same with the border. The border is normal, you know, most people would consider the libertarian aspect that we should have an open border and we allow anybody that comes. And you know what? If you were to get rid of all the programs, and I mean all, I don't mean just programs for needs-based assistance, but if you were to get rid of all the programs... Uh, subsidies, tax credits, etc. Then we can talk about, including the minimum wage, by the way, um, any regulations impeding individuals' ability to compete in the open market. No, this is not a this is not a, a lib post. Just bear with me for a moment. Then I would probably be more likely to um, support a much more open border policy. Uh, as Be that as it may, um, right now I'm not. And this is going to bring me to the subject of the view from the rim for tonight. As many of you know, in fact, I'm pretty sure I probably even talked about it, and I think I may have even written over on the blog about it. Um, my stepson, Philip Shockford, passed away just well, six months ago yesterday, the 5th of August. He was a very troubled youth. Um, if you knew him, then you knew that he had been a drug user in spite of all efforts to try to prevent him from going down that road. You fall in with the wrong people who are themselves trapped and you become trapped as well. He'd gone to rehab and cleaned himself up and actually did very well for quite a uh, long period of time 
sad to say that he did fall back. And it's really hard if you don't have friends that will prevent you from going down a certain path. You know, you can only hang out with your mom and stepdad for so long. I suppose. We've been talking about, and Sarah's probably not going to be happy that I'm letting this out of the bag. And before I publish it, she'll be told. And maybe she'll want to listen first. We found Philip um, on his knees, but otherwise upright in his bedroom. Actually, my wife found him, and she came up and got me and told me that he was dead. I went downstairs, called 911, and started doing CPR. And I did CPR until the police arrived. He passed away that morning. We're not exactly sure about the time, sometime a little after midnight, so by the time I started doing CPR, it was four to five hours afterwards. Still, you you do what you can, right? Or you try. It was an accidental death. meaning that he likely did not intend to die using drugs. It just happened. The toxicology report revealed um, morphine, methamphetamine, And fentanyl. Never know for sure about what caused specifically whether there was any specific dosage of any of those that were enough in and of themselves to kill him. But as has been highlighted over on the rim. 100,000 deaths a year. They're linked to fentanyl. Where fentanyl is added to another drug. Whether knowingly or not. Causing the fatality. It was tragedy that he died because he truly had a good heart. He meant well. And I know that 
through the atonement of our Savior, that those intentions have merit. People say, in fact, I used to be one of them. You know, me, somebody who was obviously a food addict that could not control his eating, would point out to somebody that was an alcoholic or a drug addict and say, well, they chose to go down that path. Or a cigarette smoker, for that matter. Choose your addiction. And perhaps they did make the choice. I mean, nobody forced me to overeat. I can't blame my parents because I was expected to clean my plate. I can't blame my parents because they said, you know, there are kids in Southeast Asia that are starving. That didn't force me to become fat. The fact that I'm not a drug addict or an alcoholic likely stems from my religious belief that these things are wrong. doesn't mean that Philip didn't have those beliefs, but they were not so grounded in him that at the first opportunity or the second or third, again, I don't know. You know, he finally said, I'll try. I worry so much about the youth, but more than just the youth, about anyone who is in such a way that they would turn to illicit and deadly substances for solace. Yet I was that too, with food. And while so far I'm maintaining my weight, I've also seen many people who've had weight loss surgery that expanded and stretched and stretched and stretched over a period of time. Too many people in this world suffer mental illnesses of one sort or another But rather than go to a doctor, they seek self-medication. It's not a commentary on, on the state of the healthcare system in the United States. It's just simply a cry for help for us to look around us
what would have happened in Philip's life if a friend who was not in those circles had reached out to him? I mean, don't get me wrong, and and please, 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 I know many, many people that loved Philip, and it was very, a, a testament to him at his funeral. How many people were there? Because people did reach out to him. People saw the good in him. Sadly enough to say, they probably saw it in him better than I did. But I knew he wasn't a bad kid. And just like this isn't a a finger pointing, it's not intended to leverage guilt. My purpose in this podcast tonight is to look around look at those around you and see if there's anybody that's struggling that might need a hand even just a smile and a hello this is far more important than you can imagine because it's the small things that matter. Power off. That's my speaker. Sorry about that. As individuals, We sometimes feel like we're completely alone in this world. And even when we're surrounded by people, perhaps family, um, close friends, sometimes we don't want to share with them our woes. We think that they're troubled enough that we don't want to put our pain on them. As individuals, we need to look around and see those people who are suffering in silence. Those people who will say, ask why God will not help them. I'm not speaking anything regarding Philip on that matter. I'm just speaking in general. There's nothing that is beyond the ability of God to do. except to take away our agency, which he will not do. 
He will not force us to choose to follow him. Yes, we're given commandments. And there are consequences for obedience and disobedience. But we are not forced to obey. But we need to go beyond commandments. We need to see those around us as the Savior sees them. I frequently tell um, people that they are children of a king, a daughter or a son of a king that makes them a, a princess or prince and a would-be queen or king. And they will say, well, yeah, but everybody is. And that's true. But being a king or queen does not require ruling over people. It's more about being an heir. Why we always associate things like that with ruling over people. A good king, such as God, sought ways to serve them. What did Christ say that he who is chief among you, let him be your servant or something like that? A good king serves his people and leads them, which is not the same as ruling over them. A good king, or queen of course, loves their people and is willing to do anything for them. And so we should ask ourselves as children of God, what are we doing to elevate those around us? As Rafiki would say from Lion King, it does not matter, it is in the past. What is past, we repent of. We remember what we need to do so that we don't repeat the mistakes and we move on.
but we don't dwell in it. And so my message today simply is that. For the good of humanity, be kind to those around you. Seek out ways to elevate them. Because you never know when a kind word or a smile can change the path of an individual. Even if just for a moment, it may only need to be that moment. But even if it is only that moment, you have performed an invaluable service to your brother and sister of mankind. This is my view from the rim. Have a wonderful night.